Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Take it away, Linz. Thanks, Sedano. All right, really quick, because uh, Wendy's on the line. The Chargers announced today that they have partnered with Snoop Dogg and Southern California native TJ Hushmanzada to found the Snoop and Hoosh Flag Football League. So that's pretty cool. The league is supported by Nike, and it's going to be operated through the NFL Flag, which is the official flag football league of the NFL. Uh, Its inaugural season will begin in March, and games will be taking place across the L.A. area in El Segundo, Long Beach, and Cerritos. So... Sounds pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Thanks for the heads up, Lynn. So anyone who wants to take part in that, make sure uh, you go to their website. Is their website again? Yeah, make you sure get? you call Snoop. Snoop yeah, will have all Snoop. the information Call for Snoop. Call Snoop Snoop will have it He's for got you. it all. Okay, yeah. there you go. Easy enough. All right, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right, Cappy, we've asked a lot of questions today in the first hour of the show about the Los Angeles Lakers. Brian Winhorst joins us here. Fresh off the set, the countdown set. He was on NBA Today, comma, today on ESPN. He is the host of the Hoop Collective podcast. Make sure you subscribe to it wherever you find your podcasts. He does fantastic work there uh, multiple times a week, giving you the best NBA information around. So, Wendy, let's start with this. It seems fairly obvious to anyone with eyeballs that this Lakers team seems incredibly disconnected. I think it's an, it's really troublesome. Um, you're talking about LeBron and AD only missing five games collectively. And they're still in this kind of rut that they've been in. When we started the show today, what kind of popped into my head and I was telling Cappy was it reminds me of the old Riley adage of the disease of me, where guys are kind of feeling themselves a little bit. And it's not even the star guys. It's kind of the role players, which leads to me like, hey, this thing needs a shakeup in the biggest way. How do you feel about what should happen and what could happen? Yeah, there's nobody over overachieving. I think uh, AD is achieving. He's playing great, but he's a great player. Otherwise, there's really nobody overachieving. Maybe Max Christie. Um, yeah. And so I think really what you're getting at, look, they've played 39 games. They're, you know, and I know that they've had some injuries to their role players. You know, obviously Rui's battled it. You know, we've been out and some, you know, some, you know, Gabe Vincent. But, like, go look at every team in the league. Every team in the league's got players out. I mean, this is kind of who they are. And I think one of the things that the team has maybe come to terms with is that, you know, they're just, this collection is just, it's not a good team. I think at times they can be good. They had, they had a set of circumstances that that's fit last year. Um, they had a, they obviously played great in season tournament, but we've watched a lot of games and it's just, the collection isn't spectacular. And so I do think they're going to try to find a move or two that helps them that can, can sort of unlock their situation. And look, you, the hard part is done. The hard part is getting the star players. They have them. They're healthy. They're playing well. I think, I think they just, they do need to make a tweak. One of the big things is they have moved away from having either Austin Reeves or, you know, um, D'Lo start at point guard. So now you've basically, your starting point guard is LeBron. And while he can obviously do it, his numbers have dipped 
and his energy level has dipped as he's you know had to run the point. Now it's it was awesome like the other day when uh, he's making eight assists to AD and they're running that pick and roll. You know, it obvi- there's a reason why they're doing that. But uh, I mean, I know he had 12 for the game, but eight of them were to AD. Um, but it's just that doesn't maximize him. And so I, I do think they're in the market for a guard. I do think that's what they're, they're going to spend the next few weeks seeing if they can find one. Wendy, uh, one of the things you guys were talking about today on NBA Today was the possibility of trading both Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura. Do you think the Lakers front office has come to grips with being willing to give up on those two guys right now? No, not necessarily. I think the key was on Monday, both of those guys are eligible to be traded. I think there's a difference between saying they're eligible to be traded and that they will be traded. Um, I think when you when you look at the Lakers roster, there are two things that have value in the market. Um, that's Austin Reeves. And it's not because Austin is going to go to the Hall of Fame, but it's because Austin's age plus talent plus contract, he is underpaid, uh, makes him attractive. It's, it's the combination of those. Um, you know, Austin Reeves is more desired than Zach Levine. This is a nuanced thing, and I think people will hear that and, and get it confused. It's not to say that Austin Reeves is a better player than Zach Levine. But Austin's contract plus age plus health, all that is a more attractive package than Zach Levine plus his contract plus his injury history. So that is an attractive asset. And then the the first-round pick that they can trade, which is either in 29 or 30, they can trade either or, but not both, um, is attractive. So most teams in any conversation with the Lakers are going to ask for one or both of those things. And so if you're having a realistic conversation – you're probably not going to make a significant trade unless you give up at least one, if not both of those things. That's just being realistic. The one thing that I think is interesting to realize is that last summer when D'Angelo Russell did his contract, he had the option to have veto power in that deal. And you're just going to have to trust me. This is not a podcast. I will not go into a five-minute explanation as to why. What you need to know is that he had he had the chance in his contract to have veto power, and the Lakers were able to negotiate where he passed on that. And my guess is they gave him more money to do so. I don't know that. But that means that normally a player on a contract like D'Angelo has, where they have one year plus a player option, they would have the ability to veto trade. That is not the case. So Russell is tradable, which I think is important to realize when you think about what sort of package the Lakers could put together. Brian Whithorst. ESPN NBA insider, host of the Hoop Collective podcast. Make sure you listen, subscribe to his podcast wherever you find your podcast. So the DeJounte Murray story, okay, what is the likelihood of DeJounte Murray ending up a Laker? What would need to happen for that to be the case in your estimation? Yeah, I think it's on the board. I really do think Zach Levine is not on the board, and I think there's two reasons for that. One, his contract with where the Lakers are at, you know, commitment-wise for AD and LeBron, when LeBron and you know, you have to believe LeBron's going to be on that roster next year at that $50 million figure. It's very hard to build a team in the new rules if you have a, if you have a third max player. And if that, if you do have a third max player, that guy better be an absolute stud. Um, not a max player 3 years ago, a max player now. So that third player, that third salary if you have two maxes is very important and I just don't think Zach Levine 
fits what the Lakers want. Also, he doesn't play both ends of the floor. They need somebody who plays both ends of the floor. DeJounte Murray fits. He plays both ends of the floor. His contract is eight figures per year, less than Zach Levine's. He's in a new deal, a deal that, you know, keeps him in that number for a long time. And he's younger and, you know, no injury history. Um, he isn't a great shooter. So that would be the one thing that you'd love if you're a Laker. You'd lo- if you're the Lakers, you'd love to get a guy that touches the floor. But he fits what the Lakers are looking for more than Zach Levine on a number of fronts. But, of course, uh, a lot of teams like him. And the other thing is, is that, you know, the, the Hawks traded three first-round picks to get him. Three. So if they're going to move off of him, which I do think they are going to, they're in active talks with a number of teams about him, they're not, you're not getting them for, you know, the poo-poo platter. It's going to take some, some good assets. And the question is, is in that type of trade, can the Lakers get away with not putting both of their prime assets in there, being Reeves or, or the pick? And they get away with putting one in there. And, you know, there's also pick swaps and other things like that. Um, I'm not going to speculate on because I don't know what they've talked about. But I do think they've had a conversation or two, and I do think that's on the board. Is the poo-poo platter good or bad? Because I like a nice poo-poo platter. (laughs) (laughs) It depends on uh, which end you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, did you say, I just want to make sure I was clear on what you said. Did you say Murray is or is not a great shooter? He's not. He's not. You know, ideally, if you're the Lakers, who are not a great shooting team, you would want, if you were constructing a perfect player, you'd want a guy who's a really good outside shooter. You can go find games where Murray has shot the ball well, and he obviously can score. But he's actually shooting a career high right now from three. But it's not. But it has throughout his career, to Brian's point, he has been a below average shooter from three. I guess the reason I'm asking that, I wanted clarification on that, is is because. The one problem this Laker roster seems to have had, and LeBron started complaining about it literally game one of not this year, last year, we don't have any lasers. Why can the Lakers not seem to find, or perhaps maybe you've got an idea of who it should be, who could be a great three-point shooter that could fit with this team? Well, the problem is is that you know the Lakers had some of those players, and they elected to trade some of them for Russell Westbrook. And... You know, the, the Lakers have acquired a couple of good outside shooters in recent years and for various reasons have been able to hold on to them. I mean, the Malik Monk is a good shooter. Uh, you know, Lonnie Walker has been a good shooter. He, he didn't, wasn't great with the Lakers, but he can be. You know, they've tried. Um, they, you know, it's just, you know, the, the thing is, the Lakers have these two stars, which they, you know, have a lot invested in. You know, they don't go to the store and pick out from 17 different players. You know they're they're limited in what they can, you know in, in who they can acquire because they already have great players on their roster. So, um, but also I think you know one of the things that Rob Palinka has has felt was important was defenders. When he made those trades last year, he really wanted defenders. You know uh, Vanderbilt isn't a great shooter, but he is a good defender. You know Rui Hachimura, you know he he shot the ball well in the playoffs last year, but the reason they liked him is because he's an athletic guy who can defend multiple positions. One of the reasons they've had success is because they've had good defenders. They were an elite defensive team at times. And so I think they've prioritized that a little bit more than shooting. It doesn't mean that that's wrong, but, you know, shooting is something that's at a premium for every team in the league. Brian, one last thing before we let you go, and thank you for the time. There's been a lot of chatter about Darvin Ham and his stability within the organization. What can you say to that? 
I don't think, you know, I, I would say you would never be, you would never talk in absolutes in the NBA ever because I've just been around. You'd never say that. But short of that, uh, Darvin Ham's footing is very safe. Um, I can't tell you what's going to happen in six months, but I would remove that as a topic of conversation. There's a lot more going on than that situation. All right, cool. So now all of my Twitter trolls can just stop and leave me alone. And we'll I just wonder play why your that is, though. Like, why is that? Why is he so They sick? don't like him because they say he puts his hands in his pockets no, or no, whatever. No, like, no, no, but the opposite. Why is it that ownership and management loves him oh. so much to say, hey, don't worry about it? Well, first off, they hired him. That's number one. Okay. Second off, I think last year they went through some tough times, and he was a steadying voice. And they respected the way he he righted the ship and kept improving and was able to get that team to play its best basketball when it mattered. He also they also saw how he performed with his game plans and stuff in the in season tournament. You can poo poo that it's not nothing. Like there's a counter. Yes, do I think that he has played played some lineups this year that have been questionable? Yes. I think some of his decisions with how he's decided to align the team in these first quarters has been questionable. Yes, I do. Uh, but the counterbalance is he's, he's gotten some good stuff on the ledger. But beyond that, beyond the analysis, I'm just telling you, I have conversations with people. I know his backing is rock solid. Interesting. There you have it. Right. So Bri- Brian Winhorst, ESPN NBA insider. Check him out on NBA Countdown today, obviously during uh, the season on NBA Today. And make sure you subscribe to the Man's Podcast, the Hoop Collective Podcast, wherever you find your podcast. Wendy, have a great weekend, man. Thanks for squeezing us in. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Enjoy it. Take care. Yeah. See ya. Wendy had a great hair day today, too, on TV. Oh, he's I mean, always got really his hair is on point, dog. Yeah, but I mean, solid. I mean, just a, today I noticed, I was like, wow, Wendy, I'm, I'm taking a look at you, man. I'm doing some analysis on you because I know you're coming up on the show. Good, strong, solid, not one hair out of place, not one hair moving. as a solid hair day for Wendy. Yeah. I just want to say that I asked him about the brownies real quick. Before you know, we went on oh, the air. Jesus. You asked him about what? The Browns, because you know he, he's yeah. Browns fan. Because he grew up in Ohio. Brian. He's from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's uh, not not feeling so great because of C.J. Stroud. Yeah. C.J. Stroud. He's good. He's really good. <sighs> he is good, but he's a rookie yeah. making his first start in the playoffs. Nah, it doesn't matter. I take home. I, I may I may uh, give you a little inclination as to where I'm going here with this. Of game. course you would. Of course you'd pick against the Browns. You're gonna poo poo platter on me and Cappy's. Sunday or Saturday, I mean. Tell you right now, uh, Wendy said poo poo twice. He did. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he so we've had poo poo and doo doo on the show today. Right. He had a poo. Well, and, and duty and duty also. Don't forget, I asked you yes, if you took we a had duty the in the new arena. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Cappy. Coming up next, let's get back to football. Speaking of football, uh, because I I, I want to get into these games this weekend, and I want to talk about pressure, like where the pressure lies in each in in these individual games that we're going to see over the weekend like how much pressure is there on the Cowboys as there always is right are they the team with the most pressure what about Jared Goff you know is there any pressure on the Rams is there any pressure on the Chiefs they're at home they're playing in this ridiculous game like let's get into some of the nuances of these games coming up plus there's a story about Caleb Williams you're going to want to hear all that coming up here this hour stick around 710 ESPN Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... 
boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Oh, a little Despacito, Cappy. I love this song. When I hear it, it makes me move in a certain way. Yeah? That makes me look like I can actually really dance. It makes you have the rhythm of the night? That's kind of the way it does. Yeah, it sort of makes me look here. Watch me. Everybody who's on YouTube, watch me. Check me out. Check me yeah. out. Uh, uh, yeah, uh. Who yeah. sings it, Cappy? Desparito. Yeah. Desparato. No, that's the name of the song. Yeah, who Daddy sings Desparito. It? Daddy Yankee. Despacito. <laughs> I said da- Daddy Yankee. <laughs> Luis Fonsi. I was like, watch, he's going to call him Daddy Yankee. <laughs> Daddy Yankee. Right. Luis Fonsi. Luis Fonsi. Like Arthur Fonzarelli? Correct. Da- Daddy yeah. Yankee is in the song, though. He does. He's doing that right here, right? I believe what you're hearing right now. Yeah, Daddy Yankee. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. It's a great jam. That song was like the song of the year, right? When that thing came out. Like, it was everywhere. I love this song. I still love this song. It was like the number one song, like, ever on YouTube for a long yeah. time. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and the so- it's like six or it's like got to be like five, six years old now or something like that. Maybe more. I don't know. By the way, oh. Lindsay Baseball, I want to tell you something. What? I like your Cleveland Browns gear today, girl. That's right. But I will tell you, you know, just as like how, how Rams fans, George, seem awfully confident. I know you want to get back to the Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, Browns fans, I'm, I'm feeling this vibe, are kind of like um, Lions fans are probably feeling right now, which is they just don't have the confidence because they don't have the history. You know, the Browns are kind of one of those teams that – always has traditionally found a way to screw things up. The Browns is the Browns. Right. And that's, listen, it's kind of like, I always used to say, um, the Chargers are the West Coast version of the Browns. If there's Mm -hmm. a team that can find a way to screw something up, the Chargers are that team. And I just think the Browns fans, especially as the line has moved, and and the Browns who were three-point favorites are now only point-and-a-half favorites, it's got me, I, I admit it, it's got me super nervous too. I'm cautiously optimistic, Cappy. That's what I'll that's what I'll call it. Okay. Because I'm not I feel I feel really weird about the fact that the line has gone from minus three to minus one and a half. Mm-hmm. Makes me nervous. Well, dude, CJ Stroud is really bleeping good. That's why. No, he is. That kid good. does not play like a rookie. 
That that is fair. That is true. And and listen, the Houston Texans are not like some team that organizationally and historically you go, wow, they're really good and no. they're at home. They they're had not, a couple of flash in the pan seasons with Deshaun Watson. You yeah, know? I mean, I can remember doing a playoff game down there a couple of years ago against the Chiefs and they got smoked. Um, and like the highlight of the entire game was me getting a chance to hang out with big bad George Foreman. Uh, I mean, even the Raiders and Derek Carr, your boy smoked them that one year. Yeah. I, I just that you got to give CJ Stroud so much. Actually, credit. no, Carr didn't play in that game, right? He was hurt. So, but the Raiders smoked them anyway. I don't remember, but I'll just say this, man. The you should remember Stroud, CJ Stroud. The one thing about him is this: that organization has been such a disaster, and mm-hmm. the whole Deshaun Watson thing, and the ownership issues, and just all kinds of problems. And in one year, new coach, new quarterback, hosting a playoff game. Yeah. I love it. I love it for D'Amico. I love it for CJ. So the pressure, look, if we're looking at pressure rankings this weekend, Mm -hmm. here are my pressure rankings in no particular order. Well, the Cowboys are always one, right? Like, that's fair, right? Yep. Like, they can't lose to the Packers at home. Well, If they lose to the Packers at home, Mike McCarthy's getting fired. Do we agree with that? I do. And here's the other part of that, is that um, the Cowboys have been so good at home this year. Yeah, this is where they are awesome, right? Right. And I'll tell you, George, I can remember, this is going back a couple years ago, but I was doing a playoff game down in Dallas. It was the Packers against the Cowboys, and Aaron yeah. Rodgers was the quarterback for the Packers, right. and it was a tight game. And is this Rodgers, that 2017 game? I, I would say it probably was because he. what happens is Rodgers winds up rolling to his left, I want to say in overtime, rolls to his left and Right, because it was 28-28 going into overtime. And I don't. The Cowboys the scored a touchdown. They were down eight, scored a touchdown, two-point conversion, right? And I'm trying to remember the name of the tight end that um, that caught this pass from Rodgers. And I mean right on the side. Oh, it was uh, Will Rodgers. Mm, I don't know. Okay. But neither here nor there. And Rodgers makes this spectacular throw. The tight end, whose name is not coming to me right now, makes this insane catch right on the sideline. And Mason Crosby walks into the game and kicks the game-winning field goal. And the Packers win the game in the playoffs in Dallas. If you're Jerry Jones, you cannot let the Green Bay Packers – with a, a guy who's a first-year starting quarterback walk into your building and beat your team when the Cowboys have been as good as they've been all year at home. Can't, the pressure is on the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, and certainly Mike McCarthy. Mm. I'm with you. Richard Rodgers. That's the tight end I you're talking about. I still don't feel like that's He caught a touchdown. Or was it Jared feel, Cook? It may have been Jared Cook. May have okay. Been. Those yeah. are the only two tight ends that played in the game for the Packers. Yeah, well, it, I think it was Cook then. Yeah, because Rogers, Richard Rodgers, no relation, mm-hmm. uh, had a touchdown. Oh, Cook also had a touchdown, too. Well, good research go. on the fly, my friend. Yeah, you know, I'm good. So anyway, Cowboys clearly number one pressure this weekend, mm-hmm. yes? Mm-hmm. Okay. I would agree. Yeah, no question. But then after that, like I'm thinking, I kind of think the Eagles have some pressure on them. Like they have been... A train wreck. Sorry, DeAndre. No, you're, to, you're totally right. You're totally to right. end the season, okay? And could you imagine what the weekend would look like for Lindsey if somehow C.J. Stroud of o- the Ohio State University beats the Cleveland Browns? Stop. And, and then Baker Mayfield no, stop. leads the Tampa Bay Bucs <laughs> to a win over the defending NFC champions Time out. If that on Monday happens, Night Football while we're at Yamaha? If that happens... I'm not coming into work on Tuesday, just so everybody knows. Oh, come on. Get out of here. If Baker Mayfield advances in the postseason 
And if if an Ohio State quarterback beats our Cleveland Browns, if those two things well, that'll happen before. Happen. We'll know before we get to Yamava if that right. happens. That, but but that, the, the two events is just too much for me to handle, and I'm going to need a no, day to process no, my feelings. No, I will. I I am filing. I, I am. I am. I am putting an executive order that if that happens, <laughs> you need to show up. Well, don't worry about it, Lindsay. I'm 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 cautious, but I'm somewhat confident. I like the Caus- Browns to win the game. Cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Well, wait, but Cappy, do you are yeah. you with me on the Eagles pressure, number yeah. two pressure? Well, look, the Eagles were a team, obviously, A, was in the Super Bowl last year and were very, very close to winning that game, and B, they were a team that I want to say that the Eagles had the longest unbeaten streak of the season. Now, you can check me on that. They got beat by the Jets in like week six or something yeah. like that, but mm-hmm. even after they lost to the Jets, they, they were rolling another again. long winning streak. Yeah. So, dude, there's rumors out there that Sirianni... Right, Dan Graziano of ESPN reported that if if they lose this game, Sirianni could get fired, and that could be where Belichick ends up. Um, I, I know I saw Graziani is Graziani Graziano Graziano. I, I saw his report that, hey, that it could happen. Oh, it's right over here. Um, yeah, I saw that report. It, it wouldn't shock me necessarily because the Eagles had such high hopes, and then to fall apart the way they did at the end of the year. They lost five of their last six games. Do you know that um, in the history of the NFL, there has not been a single team that has lost, I think it's their last five of six, and then went on to reach the Super Bowl. So it's never happened. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's do more pressure stuff later because we got to go to Radio Tinder. Um, but we'll do ba- that at five. We'll continue the pressure conversation for this weekend's games at 545. Plus, I want to get to this Caleb Williams story. That's pretty wild. Uh, we'll get to all that. But, Cappy, tell them about Yamava, where we'll be on Monday. That's right. Thanks, Christopher. Wow, like that, Lindsay, that, was, get, that was quite the shoulder shake, man. It's going to get st- stuck in my head for a while. Do, 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 do. I mean, I've never seen this show, so. Come on, for real? No yes. way. Why would I have ever watched that show? Dude, it's a great show, first of all. but well, I mean, it's honestly one of the best shows I, I was a little kid when that show was on, okay? And I would watch it even as a little kid. Now I watch it as an adult, and I think it's even funnier. I don't ever see that show. Where do you watch that show now? Um, It's on one of the streaming services. I think Hulu. Oh, I'm busy watching Reacher. My B. Yeah, I was uh, not born when that's, that show was first on, and I'm pretty sure I was still a toddler when it ended, so... Mm. Yeah, Man, I, know, I get what that a same great reaction, show. though. I get that re- same reaction, Lindsay. When I tell people I've never seen one episode of The Simpsons, people are like, what? But the, the Simpsons is an well, no, but ongoing. I get why you haven't seen Cheers. Like I get yeah. that. The Simpsons is like an ongoing cultural phenomenon that has lasted for decades. Whereas Cheers, eh, it's like yeah, they had a good run, but I could see why, like George it, said. I mean, in a great run. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's also sort of spawned like off time great yeah. sitcoms. I mean, yeah, did spawn off some other characters. And I mean, Woody Harrelson uh, became a star because of that show. So what other shows besides, wasn't Frasier the one show that was Frasier, right. Another another show that lasted forever was spawned off of that show, yeah. They rebooted that on Peacock. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Oh, really? I don't have Peacock, which I guess I better get. <laughs> you better get it if you want to watch a game this weekend. Because I want to yeah. watch a I want to watch a football game on an ice skating rink tomorrow night. Yeah. By the way, Radio Tinder is presented by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sippy tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequila.com, and demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. Go ahead, Lindsay. All right. So speaking of this weekend, with heavy snow on the way, the Buffalo Bills are putting out a call for help. 
They need volunteer snow shovelers for the night before their AFC wildcard game. Not like fully volunteers. Uh, The team posted an announcement today requesting anyone interested in shoveling snow to report to Highmark Stadium Saturday night. The rate of pay is $20 per hour, so you will get compensated. And they will have complimentary food and breaks uh, throughout the night. And kind of breaks. I don't know. It just says complimentary food and breaks will be provided throughout the shifts in a comfortable, warm area. Of course, the Bills are scheduled to host the Steelers as the first game of the day on Sunday. So if you were a Bills fan, just a regular old Joe, and you were a Bills fan, would you show up to shovel snow tomorrow night to help out your team? Swipe left or swipe right? Cappy, you go first. I'm going to swipe left. Um, I am way too much of a fair weather. Um, I'm not going to use the third word. Dude, I, 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 I'm cold right now. You're not a manual labor kind of guy anyway. I, I'm just freezing right now. So for me, I can't be that cold. And as much as I'd like to help the team, the other part of it is if I don't have a ticket to the game, then I'm definitely not helping because I'm going to be sitting at home, warm, watching that game on TV. So, uh, and, and the other part of it is, Lindsay, I really need to know what the menu is. Like if it's going to be like the Lexus Club over at you know, Crypto.com, oh, then maybe, maybe, maybe I might consider it. Mm-hmm. But I need to know what the menu is, you know? So I'm going to swipe left. I don't think I'm doing it. Nice. How about you, George? Uh, I wouldn't do it. Um, but, I mean, I've shoveled snow before. When I lived in Connecticut, before, I mean, I got hip after the first winter and realized, you know what? The people that do your gardens in this part of the world, they also get rid of your snow. <laughs> um, so I had to, I did the snow stuff because I wanted to be a man the first winter. And I was like, hell no, I ain't doing that again. So I'm not doing it again, ever. You know, ever. my, uh, my buddy, uh, who Alex Van Pelt is the coordinator of the, um, Browns, the offensive coordinator. He used to be a player in Buffalo. Yeah. And when I used to go to games in Buffalo, when he was a player, dude, he had a pickup truck with one of those like snow plows the, on, on the, the plow in the front. Right. right. And then he had an, uh, like a four wheel, you know, uh, I don't know what you call those little motorcycle things. Yeah. And, and he had, and so ATD. he'd be like, yo, man, we got to get out there and, and shovel the snow. I'm like, what, what, what are you crazy? Dude, I came for visiting. I, I didn't come to do manual labor, bro. <laughs> the yeah. players, the Buffalo Bills players used to all park their trucks with their snow plows at the stadium because that's, awesome. that's, that's part of life there. That's a it is. very Midwest yeah. thing to do. When I, I'm telling you, but I learned very quickly that the people that mow your lawn in the summer and the spring are the same people that have the snowplows. So, yeah, my mom, she's, um, you know, she's 68 years old and she has no business. She has quite a big driveway. She has no business going out there and shoveling. Uh, we bought her a snowblower like five or six years ago, but now at this point, I feel like even that is too much for her because you know she's getting older and she doesn't need to be doing all that. Yeah. So I prepaid uh, this year for a snowplower, you know, and it's just like. Whenever the snow comes, they're going to come and plow it. How much? Um, I think it was like 500 bucks. You know, thinking they're going to have to come maybe like three or four times. Yeah, it's like, yeah, 100 bucks a shot, basically, yeah. almost. And yeah. it is, you know, January, and not once has it even snowed there, enough for a yeah. snow plow. And so yeah, now yeah, it's but like... you know what? You know, it's better to have it. You're you know right, it is. Because so. trying to find somebody to plow when like... It's late, it was harder yeah, later, yeah, for sure. Yeah, totally. Uh, all right, what's next, Lindsay? All right, so 50 Cent said that he is going to go sans sex for the foreseeable future. Whoa. On Tuesday, he shared an Instagram post that said he's practicing abstinence this year. He revealed that he recently thought of an epic project that will require immense focus to bring it to life. He said, quote, my idea is so big, I don't have time to be distracted. I'm practicing abstinence. I've been meditating and focusing on my goals. 
Uh, and then he posted that alongside a photo of himself with a, in a suit, smoking a cigar, and sipping his Branson Cognac brand. Mm-hmm. He said, I hope this new year helps you excel to the next level. So, I don't know if this is too personal, but could you guys be abstinent from sex for one whole year? Swipe left or swipe right? I mean, could I? I'm sure I could. It, but it would take, like, me living in, like, Siberia or something like that. You know what, what? I mean? Like, <laughs> like, where you're just, like, not around physical contact. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't think it's possible for me, personally. No. I would say that I DeAndre could DeAndre Stecker, crack it up. Yeah. I, I think I could do it. But it, I mean, of course you could do it. Yeah, no, I I could do it um, if I wasn't involved in a relationship. Like, if well, I no, were, but take that aside. Let's say you're not involved in a relationship. Okay, so I'm not, so it sounds like Fifty Cent is probably single. Does that does that I, sound right? I think he is. But yeah. okay, let's let's like take it from his point of view. What if you had like this epic project you were working on that you could not afford to be distracted okay. in his exact situation? Okay, well, I will tell you this. I think I can relate to Fifty. Okay, I'm working on an epic project right now myself, and while I'm not practicing abstinence necessarily, I'm really, I mean, we're, we're like uh, 12 days into the new year, and I, I think I've gotten down like once or twice. In fact, tonight I'm hoping to get down, as a matter of fact. But um, I did make like one monster lifestyle change to say, you know what, it's focus time. And I gotta make a change. I gotta, I gotta move forward. So I gotta get something out of my life. It's not getting down and dirty. It was something else. And I just cold turkey gave it up. DeAndre, what about you? You're young and spry. Yeah, I don't know if I can do all that. You can't do all that. <laughs> I don't run. think I can. Nah. No, for reals. I mean, for reals. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You are, <laughs> as Lindsay says, you are young and spry. Me, you know, I'm twice your age, and I've gotten a lot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You've had a lot of experiences. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you know. I mean, yeah. I have four kids. That meant I did it a lot. <laughs> you did do it a lot. Yeah. yeah. By the way, Not do we have DeMarco coming up next? Yes, we do. Yeah, DeMarco's oh, coming up. Oh, I had now. no idea. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it is on the sheet, and I did text I you. Didn't, well, I, I did Well, I did Yeah, but it's, it's weird. I know, it's, I know. It's just like there's a lot of stuff there at that segment, so that's why I just noticed it now. Um, okay, cool. So, you know what? Let's cut this short so we can talk to DeMarco and give him a full segment. How about that? As long as you guys ask him the same question. Ask him to weigh in. That's on a fair question. The sure. Okay. No problem. We'll let well, you tee it up for him, Lindsay. Okay. There you go. And, and don't forget, George. We'll we'll tell everybody coming back. There is a major major bet between oh, Demarco between Morales and him. Yeah. Right. Between yeah, Morales yeah. and Demarco the about yeah. the Rams. Yeah. And if if the Rams do something, then Morales has to do something. We'll fill in the details when we come back. Yeah, but first let me tell people about our friends at Tequila Mandala, award-winning artisanal small batch premium sippy tequila founded by a couple of guys just like you. One from Jalisco, Mexico. The other one born and raised in SoCal, down and downy, with a vision to create a sippy tequila meant for sharing with friends and loved ones. They'll be hanging out with us at the 909 at Yamaba, and you've heard us talk about it. You've seen us post about it, and we've seen you post about it and talk about it too. You've seen those beautiful hand-painted round ceramic bottles man whether it's the blanco the añejo the extra añejo the reposado they're all beautiful man but have you tried it yet have you tried tequila mandala yet because that's the nectar of the gods inside that's the real conversation starter so what are you waiting for elevate your tequila game today make sure that tequila mandala is with you at your next party whether it's the anniversary party holiday party birthday party carne asada whatever it is celebrate with tequila mandala today follow their journey on their social channels at tequila mandala available everywhere fine tequilas are sold visit their website tequilamandala.com to find a store or restaurant nearest you tequila mandala demand the extraordinary 10 seconds on the clock how many things can you name that are always growing 
your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Yeah. Uh. MC Hammer was the biggest star on the planet during yeah. this time. And you know, back in that day, you know, like Coach Prime was in a bunch of his videos, wasn't oh, he? Oh, yeah, yeah. Too Legit to Quit. That was right. the second album, though. That wasn't the first album. Too Legit. Too Legit to Quit. Hey, hey, Too Legit. Love MC Hammer. Yeah, but this was the original th time when he was the biggest star on the planet. Like, I feel like DeMarco Farr, our next guest, uh, Rams on-field analyst, friend of the program, uh, was definitely wearing those uh, those pants, the hammer pants oh, back then. Oh, you're right. George, you're exactly right. Yes, uh, oak tree clothing is what we called it. Mm -hmm. Did you guys ever shop at oak tree back in the day? Oh, of course I do. I remember it, yeah. I don't remember yeah. oak tree. What it's at we, the mall. It was a store at the mall. Really? Oh, no, yeah. I was I was more of a chess king guy. Oh, yeah, pastels, uh, the, the parachute, or not parachute pants, the baggy pants. And yeah, the, the Doc Z Cavaricis? Absolutely, yeah, and then go to the nightclub, sweat, and it would all fall apart on you. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 hey, listen, DeMarco, for you, I mean, MC Hammer, he's a Bay Area guy, so you had to love him even more. Big time. You know, he's a friend of the family, actually. No! Ever since I was, God, in eighth grade, um, my brother, when he was at UCLA, promoted a concert uh, with MC Hammer back in our hometown of Richmond, California. I've known Hammer forever. Great guy. Stop. Hammer time. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hammer's awesome. I, he got into tech and uh, MMA. Uh, he was representing uh, mixed martial artists for a while, but uh, the guy is multi-talented. He's awesome. Yeah, right yeah. on. Um, hey, DeMarco, we have a question for you that we were just asking in Radio Tinder, and I think Lindsay should probably set it up. Go ahead, Lindsay. Okay. H- hit up DeMarco with the question. So, 50 Cent is working on some like mind-blowing project that's going to require so much focus that he has decided that he's going to be abstinent for this year. So, could wow. you be abstinent from sex for a whole year? Uh, is that swipe right yeah, for swipe, yes? Swipe, swipe, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I respect it. I don't believe it. But I respect it. Yeah, but, but no you doubt. Could do it. No, but could yeah, you do it? Of course, of course, I could. Absolutely. Um, never for an entire year, but yeah, like getting ready for training camp. Absolutely, like a few months. Definitely. Why is that an issue for you guys? No, well, I could do it. George I said that he would months, have to be living whole, in Siberia. A whole so. year, I'd have to live in like Siberia. Yeah, no, dude. With, with I mean, um, no, dude. There's there's so much free porn now. I mean, it's so easy. Well, no, I mean that means like you abstain from everything, Cap. Correct. Oh like, no, yeah. I didn't think. I no, no. I heard yeah. sex. I didn't hear. I didn't hear abstinence from all, from you all, know all for all forms of of sex. Hmm. That I did not <laughs> yeah. know. That yeah. I did not know. That that changes my. Yeah, my you made opinion. it seem so easy there, Cappy. I mean, what are right. you thinking here? You know? Well, I was thinking that I could you know take a personal vacation for like ten minutes. You know. Yeah. No. Yeah, he's single, right? He's unmarried. Yeah, as I far as we so. could tell. Yeah. 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 Yeah, completely. Way easier for him. Yeah, yeah. For, for the married guys, it's it's tougher, you know. <laughs> yeah. That would be hard, but it, yeah. would, it would be possible. Yeah, depending on your partner, you know what I'm saying? Speaking of no hard doubt. but possible, yeah. um, the Rams' potential <laughs> nice, George. opportunity nice. Nice. in Detroit this weekend. Great I think hard yeah. but possible. Uh, we were talking the last time you were in studio that this was the matchup that you would seek out. Uh, It seems like they're a hot pick right now. Uh, I'd like them, as you know, for the whole season. But um, what do you make of this particular matchup, particularly the chess match, knowing what Jared Goff is on one side and Sean McVay and and Raheem Morris, obviously, on the defensive end on the other side? Well, you you mean the Rams are the hot pick? I I see a lot of people are picking the Rams to go up there and uh, and upset Detroit. Correct. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. That part uh, kind of gives me pause, makes me nervous. I hate yeah. when people pat you on the back, especially before a big game, because it fires the other team up. It kind of galvanizes that squad. I mean, in the playoffs, I was just talking about this with Lindsay about Houston and Cleveland. Look, this is the playoffs. Anybody can beat anybody. This is why they're in the playoffs. So it's about best team on game day, and the last thing you want to do is give anybody bulletin board material. And it may not even be you popping off. It could be somebody from the media. It could be all the talking heads picking the Rams to beat you that fires them up. So that stuff gives me pause, but it doesn't matter. Look, all I know is Aaron Donald is ready to play. Matthew Stafford was excited in the San Francisco locker room about going back there, like what this means. He was ahead of everyone. They haven't had a playoff game in 30 years. It's going to be raucous. And I'm like, that's going to be weird. You're going back there to put the lights out. Like you're happy that Detroit, you love that fan base. Uh, You're excited for them to have a playoff game at home but you're going to be the guy that puts out the fire and that's got to be cool he's like yeah this is what you live for so um, I'm excited Um, the Rams right now are as healthy as they've ever been I think they're about they're they're getting ready to play their best game they've been building towards it since the bye so I think they're peaking at the right time so uh, Sean McVay this group this coaching staff is taking the best possible uh, 
addition of this football team in 2023 up to Detroit to compete with that football team, I think it's going to be awesome. Now, as a caveat, as something fun, the gravy on top, it's Jared Goff on the other side. Matthew Stafford's going back into that building. That's fun. But as far as getting ready to play a playoff game, the Rams couldn't be more ready for this matchup on Sunday. Well, you just made a really important point, DeMarco, and that is that the Rams are probably as healthy as they've been. In fact, they're considered to be the second healthiest team going into the playoffs. I think a lot of people feel confident that the Rams will win for two reasons. One, because we've never known the Detroit Lions to be good. This is the first time they're hosting a playoff game in 30 years. Two, because most Rams fans really down on Jared Goff. So I'll ask you this. Do you think Jared Goff is a significantly better player today than he was when he left the Rams? Oh, okay. First of the Detroit thing. Remember the Barry Sanders years? They were mm-hmm. always a tough out. And because of Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, uh, that's why Detroit struggled so much. So it wasn't just because they were bad. It's because Green Bay was so good. The guy won, what, MVP four or five times. So mm-hmm. that's in your division. But Jared Goff, look, is a much better quarterback than he was here. Uh, same stuff. And if you could build the perfect offense to make Jared Goff successful, it's the one in Detroit. They have 2,000-yard rushers. They have uh, Monroe St. Brown, a guy that's absolutely uncoverable in the modern NFL. I mean, you can't hit these guys. So he is just running – straight down the middle, like it's the Autobahn. He is just hitting, you know, these top speeds, and he's tough to cover. If Laporta plays that tight end, that is tough. So Jared Goff gets to tuck in behind one of the league's best offensive offensive lines. He has the benefit of play action because of those running backs, and he's got a receiver you can't cover and a tight end. So it's going to be a tough out. But here's the thing. If you do blunt that rushing attack, if you somehow stop them from running the football and put the game on Jared's shoulders and you get pressure on him, that's the game because you know Jarrett can't get away. That's the reason he's not here. Uh, go all the way back to Miami with uh, Brian Flores running that zero blitz, and that's where it all kind of fell in with Jared Goff as an L.A. Ram. Once you get pressure on him, get some guys into the backfield, there's no way he can escape. So same thing applies for the Rams this week. If you jump into the backfield, if you stop that run, that rush attack, and you earn the right to rush the passer, you will get to him. And if you do, you drop him. This ain't Jalen Hurts. This is a old-school drop-back quarterback. He's dropping to seven. If it's not there for him, he's going to either chuck it or you sack him. So you have a good chance to beat him, but it's not going to be easy up there with the excitement. Yeah, and not only that, and by the way, DeMarco Farr joining us here, our friend on a Bud Light Football Friday on 710 as we get you pumped up for Super Wild Card Weekend. Don't miss Rams All-Access tonight right after us at 7 o'clock with DeMarco and J.B. Long. Uh, and this weekend, be sure to crack open a Bud Light. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Pick up Bud Light at your local convenience store today for Super Wild Card Weekend. Bud Light, a football Friday all day long here on 710 ESPN. Yeah, I mean, look, here's the thing. And you watch Matthew Stafford, while not the most mobile guy in the world, mobile enough, ma- uh, manipulating the pocket, and the crazy arm angles, man. Like, the the stuff he can do at different arm angles to me I, I, there's not a lot of guys historically that I've seen do that. And I'm not saying he's as good as these guys, but, you know, it's guys like Aaron Rodgers. It's guys like Dan Marino. Like, those are the type of guys I've seen put that kind of zip on the ball at all these crazy different arm angles. Like, uh, guys like Tom Brady. I mean, there's some there's mobility like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, there's not a throw he can't make, and it's from different platforms. So, and here's the thing with, with, with Matthew Stafford, why he's playing, you know, so great. It's it's his arm. We know it's his arm. He's one of the best throwers of the football we've ever seen. 
but it's his brain and how when you try to blitz him, how he picks it up, how he sees you coming, how he gets the Rams in and out of bad place. That's the stuff that takes you from being just a good quarterback to great. Uh, that's why I say the Kurt Warner I had in St. Louis was, was awesome. He was great. He was a great trigger man. He got the ball out to all these Hall of Famers. But the guy they had in Arizona was a black belt in quarterbacking. Uh, you absolutely could not blitz him. You could not trick him in coverage. So he's always going to find the dead spot in the zone or find the right, uh, the, the right matchup in man coverage. That's what Matthew Stafford is doing. And then he can absolutely beat you with his arm. He can beat you to the spot with his arm. He's got a cannon like Brett Favre, but he's got control like Brady. So I I think he's on a run to make something happen. But like I said, not going to be easy, going to be loud. They have a guy up there. And we talked about this with Mendenhall, right, that whole white versus black, the the all-white team, all-black team. If there was an all-white team, I think you guys would have the edge in pass rushers. And one of those guys up there in Aiden Hutchinson, he is an absolute menace, and he's going to have the benefit of a crazy crowd. So that's the guy that could change everything with one rush, one hit. Yeah, and just last thing on Stafford, and and I want to get to this bet. Stafford's got the benefit of now an all-pro running back, a healthier offensive line, and who knew where Puka Nakua was going to come from, and he's still got Cooper Cup. But all that being said, it's very important that the Rams win this weekend, DeMarco, because there is a bet between you and Chris Morales. If the Rams make it to the Super Bowl, Chris Morales is going to eat testicles. Do you recall this bet? Bull testicles. I am so psyched for this. I've never been more amped to win a bet in my life. I'm not a betting guy, but every now and then when you, you know, you put it out there and you start dissing teams that I like and we make this bet, I have never been all in because it's Chris. I want to see him eat it. I really do. I want to see the Rams get to the Super Bowl. That would be fun. But I want to see him eat his words. I want to see him eat that, eat that bowl of testicles. I really do. Because he's been so down. I think he is the anti-happy guy in the station. Is that fair? If yeah. you're too happy or too psyched about your team, he always brings up the negative. Right. He's a total Is that hater. Fair to say? Yeah, it's true. It's true. He's a professional yeah. hater. That's right. Yeah, I want to see him. He's a professional hater. I love it. I love yeah. the guy. I love what he does, but I would love to see him eat his words. I can't mm. wait to see it happen. Yep. Me too. All right. Well, let's go, Marco. Rams. We are looking forward to it. Safe travels to Detroit, and we'll talk to you next week, pal. Thanks for coming on. Okay, man. Talk to you guys soon. All right. There it is. DeMarco Farr. Uh, Cappy, there's a yes, couple sir. things I want to get into coming up next on the other side. We never got to this Caleb story I want to get to that's interesting. We had Brian Winhorst on earlier kind of telling us uh, what some of the Laker rumors are uh, in regards to trades. So we'll kind of retouch on that a little bit. But first, tell them about our friends at Subaru. Oh, I would love